Good evening and welcome to edition 175 of the Pink and Show. We are back. It is our dedicated Canary shenanigans that's found jitters to be overrated. Thank you for being so patient. We are, of course, slightly late. I am Michael Bailey and it does feel like a long time as well since we were here at the Woolpack in the centre of Norwich. Uh, we are, of course, live and we will certainly have loads uh, to talk to and about over the next 40 minutes or so. Coming up... We talk that draw at Wigan and a whole load of social media fallout, a crucial Easter doubleheader, a Good Friday landmark, plus we take you through the current championship picture and a host and host the latest round of Flip the Bird. And we'll do all of that in the company of tonight's uh, top panel, which are uh, NCFC numbers, stats guru, Steve Sanders, uh, late edition, Norwich City fan, not so angry, although we might be David Powell, and former Norwich City first team coach, Steve Foley. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in. Lovely to see you. Uh, Steve, first of all, you made the longest journey. Thanks for coming. Yeah, fine. I've just bought me a drink. I've never had that before. <laughs> yeah, we do have this reputation for being tight. It's probably more my fault than and Dan's. Lovely to Michael's. see you. And my fault, yeah, definitely. Uh, Dave, how are you? I'm oh, very good, thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. First time this season? Um, yes, I do believe it is. <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad you're keeping track of it. Uh, Steve, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Michael. And I can confirm that I was also bought a drink. So <laughs> As was I, so there we go. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Wesley Moulin sitting on I your I do, lap. yes, I'm looking after him today. Well done, thank you for that. Uh, brilliant. Uh, so, as usual, we are, well, I say usual, we are live on pinken.com, uh, the Pinken Facebook we're not live on the Pink and Facebook page apologies for that uh, but Twitter and Periscope as well and of course YouTube uh, so we want to hear from you be it another Pookie Salvo an arm around Todd questions for our two Steves and Dave but especially with an Easter double on the way and hopes they're not both rotten eggs we want your predictions anything off the wall or not Pookie's 30th goal Tim Cruel's to score a penalty uh, tell us uh, what's going to come and then you can get in contact with us for next week's show and maybe tell us how your ridiculous predictions came true all you need to do is post your words below the live youtube chat box a reply on the pink and twitter and periscope streams and i will do my best to keep track of them all now uh, after a week away to enjoy the late drama uh, against reading both wesley mulahan and onel hornandez are back refreshed and ready for you Dave, would you like the honor just keep keep it down it gets noisy Uh, therefore it is time for this week's norwich city headlines (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, 27 and counting. Timu Puki adds another to the pile as he bails Norwich out with his late Wigan equaliser. <laughs> face up, Ben. The sight of Godfrey grabbing his face appeared to convince referee James Lennington to take a punt over his big penalty shout at the DW Stadium. Maybe if Ben had pointed to his thigh, he'd have got a more favourable decision. Not so social media. From overblown reactions on both sides to Tom Cantwell's performances to uh, whether singing is good support or a freedom of expression. It's been the sort of Norwich City week to avoid Twitter and enjoy real life. And I say that as a bona fide Twitter lover. And finally... (laughs) Dave, you've got to improve with this. Farker. Farker on a heavy horse. Uh, we still don't know if Daniel Farker took on one of the big attractions on a recent trip to Badham Zoo, but there's no doubt those who made the same trip this week enjoyed a little bit of extra wildlife and some opportunistic beard stroking. <laughs> and there we are, this week's headlines. Uh, ten points to Dave for the effort. We'll, we'll, we'll give him that much. At least. Let, let it go, Dave. Let it go. It's gone. It's gone. Um, Brilliant stuff. Uh, Steve, I'm going to come um, to you first, if I may. Uh, Norwich City, this season, how, where has it come from? From what you've seen, are, are you as surprised as everyone? Well, it seems a German way, isn't it, now? Everyone's getting involved with a German somewhere, so uh, oh, they play some great football. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was involved with Rich Rich until I dropped about three months ago, but um, you, you, you can't take it away from them. It really plays some great stuff. The interesting thing is now, obviously, yes, everyone says they've won the league, this, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's, a, it's different pressure, different pressure. It's a very interesting time, isn't it? I mean, you came on the show last season, I think maybe a couple of times, and we didn't see it coming, did we, from from what you'd no. seen of them then? I mean, it was, it was more like just making the most of the situation. Young lads as well, you know, which is a bonus, you know, getting young boys through, and they're looking good. Like, you know, it's, it's great stuff for Norris now. All they've got to do, and it sounds simple, because when we went up uh, ourselves, 
they got Bison players. Whether they think it or not, they got a Bison players. Now, we didn't until Dean Ashland come on board. That was too late for them. It's going to be an interesting one how they do that because they've got their philosophy, of of course. Um, gents, let's talk about the very here and now, if I may, with um, <laughs> with Twitter. I must admit, I saw it all kicking off yesterday and I just left my phone away and I'm not getting involved in this. Um, Todd Cantwell, first of all, uh, where, where do you see it? Like, you, you put forward your opinions. Um, I'll go first if I may, Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, I, I find it all a bit bizarre, to be honest. I, th- I think in this uh, day and age when you've got you know youngsters who can come in from Argentina and Germany and, and wherever else, um, just how amazing it is for someone, a lad from Durham, to be in this team, which is the best, you know, one certainly one of the best teams we've seen. Um, and I'm not saying he should get special treatment because he's local, but I think the fact that he's come in and he's in on merit, or certainly was at the start of the season, is an incredible thing. And let's bear in mind as well, he's the first Norfolk-born player to score for the club and he scored against Rotherham since Ryan Jarvis. What was that, uh, 2006? That's yeah. 12 years. So this is quite a rarity. And that, it's just sad to see because the lad is living the dream. I mean, it's what we would have all dreamed about growing up, playing for Norwich City in what we hope is a title-winning season. And I was just really sad to see his response to what he obviously perceived as criticism. Um, because he shouldn't have to be dealing with that. No. We shouldn't have to be talking about that now. And we're on an incredible run, we're on an incredible season, and I just don't understand why yeah. there's the need I, for that. I'm with him on that totally. And, and also, what you also got to remember is, is sort of the stuff that he's done behind the scenes. I mean, obviously, um, a friend of mine, Kevin Denmark, who lost his stepson, I mean, he was... he. He donated the whole one of the games that he played, and, and he gave the shirt to the. Yep. To the yep. I mean, the sort of stuff like that from a young boy to do that. He's obviously being very, very well managed inside the camp, like everybody else. And let's be honest, you know, he's no Emmy. We all know he's no Emmy. But what he does do, I personally think he does a great, a great job. And with people moaning and groaning at him, and we're top of the league. Really, there's better things, worse things in life to worry about than worrying about whether Tom Campwell's yeah. not suitable for Norwich or not. Has it, has it been overblown a bit? Have we seen that level of criticism? I know for myself, I, I, to a degree, criticise, not criticism, maybe not the right part, but I mean, I didn't think he was quite at... Um, I don't know, not even that. I mean, Norwich generally had a lot of performances that were b- below par. interview against, um, against Reddit. I think it was against Reading, and you, you, you said that he wasn't up to the scratch. Well, look, at the end of the day, we would have had to have made two changes in the next game if he decided to drop Tom Cantwell. Why change a winning formula? Tom, all, all Tom has done is gone across to where Emmy was. He's not Emmy. He's not an Emmy. But why change two players when you only need to change one when you're winning games I, I don't I'll just like to say I don't think I did say that he wasn't up to scratch I don't think that's what I said well, at all what I said was that he, he got unfair criticism because the change helped yeah, Norwich once he was once he was brought <laughs> once he was brought off um, Norwich improved uh, uh, you know and that's why you've got impact players to come on and if things aren't working right Daniel doesn't make many substitutions but in the last few games he's had to and he's got out of jail got out of jail at Wigan and we should have won the game I think, I think the other thing to say is that we, it wasn't Cantwell that was the issue to me in the last two games I said to my dad when I was watching the game against Reading this is an impossible situation for him to be in because I think O'Neill has you have to come, coming in in, re, in place of Buendia you know, it's great to come into a winning team but you're replacing a brilliant player in a team that's won the last eight so if things go wrong you are naturally going to be the scapegoat and actually I agree O'Neill Stieferman on Sunday as well was not great but Campwell seems to be the one that's got all the criticism because he hasn't done it recently. Is it because people have got short memories? I guess he hasn't been in the team, so therefore he hasn't had that The Reading equaliser, I know we're talking now 10 days on, the Reading equaliser came through actual Stephen, it went through Stephen's legs. I mean, Campwell wasn't even on the pitch, I don't think. No, no. I mean, and people are still shooting him down. I was just going to ask Steve, actually, whether he remembered something something similar happening with Ian Henderson when he broke in in 03 04 and obviously had a great season, broke through 18 years old when he came in. And whether do you remember him getting criticism like that? First of all, I'm not on Twitter. I don't believe in any of it at all. <laughs> Seriously, because of these issues. One of them pops up when it gets one. You know, all the criticism, it's, it's stuffed. Just ignore it. Delete my account, will you? I'll tell, tell a little story about uh, Alex Ferguson when he first started struggling, blah, 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 and all that, and talking about him getting a sack. And he's reading the paper in his office one day. Matt Busby walked by, 
saw his room. He said, good morning, Alex. He said, good morning, Matt. He said, how are you? I said, poor. Look at all this stick I'm getting here. He said, don't read it. And that's, that's what you've and always believed in. Get rid of Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, it is, you know, Twitter storms get created, don't they? That's, that's we, had this, we had the same situation earlier in the season. Well, well, not not that long ago with, with Tim in goal. People were using him as an scapegoat. And as Weber came out and Daniel came out and said, <coughs> actually, this bloke is such influential on the, behind the scenes in the dressing room. These older guys who are still young as a, as a human being, as a football player, they've been working behind the scenes and keeping these boys. And Tim is one of them players that has kept that back four secure. My, my only issue with this is, and I, I feel it's the same with this singing debate. For, for the record, I was at Wigan on Sunday. I had no issue with the atmosphere whatsoever. There was no particular issue with it. There was a, a brilliant following. As people have said, there were, peop- there were grandparents there taking their kids. There were people going to their first game. There was noise. They weren't quiet all the way through. The game was pretty rubbish. So at times it was a little bit quiet because it was a rubbish game. That sort of happened. But generally there was no issue. I have no idea where all this stuff came afterwards. And I just wonder if Twitter sometimes become this, becomes this massive bubble. But it has no relation to real life. But is anyone going to turn up at Carrow Road on Friday and boo Todd Cantwell if he plays? No, they're not. Is anyone going to have a fight because there's the, you know, there was no singing or other people were? No. It's just it's a really surreal situation. The problem with Twitter is the people with the most extreme opinions are the ones who make the loudest noise. And, and so the ones who say that the support was awful, the ones who say Cantwell should be dropped, are the ones that will get the most response because actually people want to counter that point and give their own opinions. So they end up getting more traction than they should. They I think like, we'll call they, guys. Like, they do like to see their name as well. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. And to be honest, Steve, you said the most um, pertinent thing about just for leaving it alone, <laughs> uh, which is probably, you know, and I, I say that as someone who uses it a lot. So it adds to you, Steve. I so do, there I we do. go. I'm only we... on here because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Wouldn't be without it. I've, put, I've put probably four feeds on mute this week. <laughs> You're going to name them, Dave? No, don't actually, no. It's only going to be another stop. Um, keep your messages coming in, please, uh, if you can. Uh, let's maybe draw a line under that until we talk about the team coming up for uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, have we all been to Bannam Zoo? Steve, you've been to Bannam Zoo? Bannam Zoo? No, no. no. You've got to get yourself along there. So it's where all the key people go. Dave, Steve? I have, yeah, numerous times. I only live about 10, well, 10 minutes from here. I've been, but not for many years. Uh, good giraffes. It is good, good, good giraffes. Yeah, Highly rated way. giraffes. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Stick them up front. That's what I say. Uh, well, there we go. Oh, Dave, harsh. Um, of course, Daniel Farker going to... It, it's, it's amazing how when everything's going well, it doesn't matter where Daniel Farker goes, there's a story to be told about it. So there we go. Uh, just a couple of notes on the incidents in the Wigan game. The handball. Have, have you seen the incident with the handball? I mean, what did you make of it, Steve? Cause, and also, the handball rule. Is it a bit of a muddle? Oh, I don't know where we're going. I'm changing the subject slightly. They're starting to bring out the sim bins as well. well. If you start reading the rules on that, all the best. Yeah. Oh, the referees don't help themselves. Don't help themselves. Don't. Do they need some help? Is part of the problem. But what did you think of it, you two? What did I think of it? I think the referee in that specific moment got it completely wrong. And he was dead in line with it. I mean, it came off his knee. I mean, it hit his hand. There's been so many, and we're going to see so many. But hopefully, we're in the Premier League next year, and VAR will clear all this up. Well, I'm looking forward to VAR, but they have to use it properly is my one concern about VAR. But also, it was interesting for when the referee explained his decision at the time. He said, he said it hit his face, but it didn't because I saw it hit his arm. So in a way, has Ben Godfrey kind of done himself a mischief by trying to palm it off and hit his face? <laughs> Why do that? I don't Maybe know. there's a lesson in that. that actually, the, the old Stephen Taylor grab your face when you've uh, when you've been hit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, personally, I'm not looking forward to VAR, but I'm not kind of going to go into that. I kind of think <laughs> these things happen. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't a penalty. He came out to block the ball. It hit him. It hit his thigh. It hit his arm. I don't really see how he could have stopped stopped doing anything about that, but. These things happen, and you know, I am one of those that believes that we'll benefit from one of those before long. So, uh, Steve, I know you haven't had a chance to watch Norwich regu- re- regularly this season, so I'll ask this to these two. Your player of the season was? Steve Wood. Oh, sorry, player of the season. Yeah, oh, sorry, Zimmerman. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Timu, obvious Timu. choice. Because he got the equaliser again, you know, the man just keeps yeah, popping up. That's uh, exactly it's it. All, it's not all about what you do on the pitch, though. Okay, fair, fair dues. I'll take that on board, most definitely. Right, let's have a look at some of your messages. Um, shall we? Getting a lot of complaints about our timing. Yeah, sorry, we were late. Uh, it's because I was trying to finish something off. We didn't quite get there. Um, but, you know, 
you'll see it soon eventually. Uh, let's have a look at what else we've got here. Uh, Jean Siege, uh, hello there. Um, <laughs> Tom Campbell at least deserves to be Todd rather than Tom. Dave, you calling him Tom? I'll, I'll call him whatever he is. He's, he's a Norwich player. If, if I made a mistake, I do apologise. Don't argue with Dave Powell. That's the, re that's the uh, an analysis uh, there. Um, what else have we got here? Um, Andy White. Uh, we have good players not getting a look in. Mario is more effective than Campwell, in my opinion. Nathan Brown, just stop using Twitter. There he goes on your side, Steve. It's so boring that everyone talks about it all the time. Is that Twitter or is that us? I don't know. Uh, it's not the real world. I think that's basically what I was saying to uh, Nathan. Will Burton, it's a small bubble. I wonder how many of you guys are on Twitter. I'd like to know. Um, uh, and um, Des, for a 20-year-old, it can be the world, which I suppose is the point. And it was like that with the Murphys. A lot of involvement, which is really good. A lot of involvement on Twitter, but then you have to take the rush with the smooth. Just one thing before we go off this. The hospitality at Wigan, by the way, for 5,000 fans on a Sunday morning was next to one, none. The, the Wigan stewards, police, were superb. Absolutely. Good shout, because they won't generally get any praise, will they? think it affects the boy, the player? Todd? Well, I, I imagine he gets caught up in the highs and lows having by looking at it and by being that involved, because I don't see how... If, if you are looking at it, you can't really switch off from it. And what's I find really, that in my job. What's well. really more frustrating is he actually had to put a tweet out to to yeah. justify the reason why he's playing for Norris. Yeah. yeah, and then we sort of psychoanalyse that as well, don't yes. we? Because he could have just been putting out a tweet and maybe he hasn't <laughs> been watching the, reading the mentions. And then a lot of people pile in. So maybe he is. It's, that's the debate, isn't it? Uh, Thomas Saunders, VAR is a shambles. <laughs> I love VAR, Thomas, I can't wait. It Thomas. just needs to be done properly, that's the point, but you're with Thomas. Um, uh, Will Maxfield can't say that they didn't deserve it, though. They had momentum, which I guess you mean in terms of Wigan, who I thought worked really hard. I mean, they didn't outplay Norwich, but they certainly deserved a point on all things. Uh, keep your messages coming in, much appreciated. Um, but for now, we've had a few games since we were last with you, uh, and we were enjoying the Reading game after all. So here is how the championship picture uh, stands as we go into the final four games of the season there are only 12 points on offer to each team if that just distills it for you uh, Villa marched on with their eighth successive win well yeah we've done that uh, while Ipswich's draw confirmed their relegation to League One QPR shocked Swansea while West Brom's win over Preston was supposed to signal Alec Neal's switch instead the Scots signed a new deal at Deepdale and Albion will have James Shan in charge for their playoff bid was that the idea? I don't know. That seems like a strange thing to do when you sack Darren Moore. Uh, Leeds dominated and beat the Owls. Hours after Sheffield United had an afternoon to forget and one that could yet define the end of their automatic promotion hopes. So there it is in red. Ipswich are down, but their fans are sure better times lay ahead. Bolton will no doubt join them, while Rotherham still seem to be in for a bit of a hole. Uh, two of Norwich's next three opponents are residing in lower mid-table. As for the top, Norwich remain on the summit, everyone. It's all OK. Uh, seven points clear of third and four points ahead of Leeds. Villa are now safely embedded in fifth, but sixth place is still up for grabs. And in reality, it looks like being a three-horse race. It's probably a bridge too far for Wednesday to make the cut. And that may be pertinent as the Owls head for Carrow Road on Good Friday when every championship side is in action. Sheffield United are an early kickoff and will only preserve their hopes of catching Norwich with a victory. Anything else, and Norwich would effectively book promotion with victory in the late game. Sadly, Wigan are a long way from the same side at home as they are on the road, and they travel to Leeds, while Ipswich's farewell party takes them to Preston. It's the same drill on Easter Monday when all 24 sides are in action. Norwich and the Blades are both in action at 3pm where any gap of more than six points will be unbridgeable. Leeds have the late kickoff where the same logic might apply if everything else has gone well up to that point. Um, but to make the point, we are trying not to count any chickens. Uh, Blackburn prepare for their trip to Carrow Road next weekend by hosting Crisis Club Bolton. Um, at this point, we look at the gaps and the points, but it's just as much about the points left for people and the games left, isn't it, Steve? What, can you remember what this time of the season is like? How many, how many points would you say you need? Well, I've always said 90. When Norwich get above 90, that will be enough for automatic promotion. We got them? Yeah, it's nil-nil every game. <laughs> well, this is interesting. I mean, Daniel Farker has said he doesn't, want, he doesn't want to defend what they've got. He wants to just attack. But. Yeah, that affects... Uh, going back in time, Liam McKenzie scored two at Portman Road. 
we went top of the league. I've walked into the dressing room. Lads, well done, well done. And I overdid it and said, what's up with you? I said, well, we're up. We went top. I said, well, it's up to us now. And that's what I'm saying, a different type of pressure. You know, uh, it's like last putt to win the trophy. Yeah. And it was a bit different from the first one. So, yeah, but it got four points. I think the pressure's on Sheffield United more than any other any yeah, other possibly, team there. Possibly, Absolutely. Possibly. I mean, it's interesting how the kickoff times are affecting this, isn't it? And Norwich were last to kick off on Sunday. They're going to be last. I mean, Sky, bless them, have kind of scripted this, haven't they? As Sheffield United first, Leeds second, Norwich third. As the way the fixtures have gone at this at, over the last cup, over the last probably what six weeks since we've been on the since we've been going on telly a lot, yep. they're actually they've actually worked in our favour. I personally think. Because we know what we've got to do, and, and to be fair, I think Daniel totally blanks it, and I just think he just goes with what we got that Pacific Saturday or Sunday or whatever. Yeah. And I don't think it matters one iota, but they do seem as if the fixtures have worked in our favour regarding the TVs, and again this weekend. It's interesting with dynamic with Sheffield United as well. They had red card injuries, mm. late equaliser. Obviously, Wilder had a bit of a go at his players, to be brutally honest, and that strikes me as. It'll go one or two ways now. They'll either that will be it, or they will three, rally. They're missing three crucial players in the next game. The guy who got sent off for the deliberate handball, he's missing one game. Obviously, Billy Sharp is out for a few weeks, and also is it back Bosham? Yeah, Basham, Chris Basham. He's he's out as well now. So they've got three of their key players that's been there rock throughout the whole of the season they've now got to bring three players in that perhaps they aren't on match fit a bit like us with Todd as, as Wilder has said you know we're up for the challenge don't write us yeah. off yeah and to be fair he's, he's you know the, the evidence is there to back that up they've been excellent all season they've won games you wouldn't necessarily expect them to win um, my gut feeling is that they won't win four out of four I, th- I feel like they've stalled a little bit Dave makes a really good point about the injuries and suspensions that they've now got to deal with obviously we can't assume that they're that they're not going to do that but even a forest side out of form, I, I think that's going to be. Beach. I think it's going to be difficult for them. On, I genuinely do. So? Yeah, I, I think, I, I think it, it's an ideal opponent. I'm still not. sure. I think Sheffield United will be really nervous after conceding that last minute equaliser last weekend. Yeah. Um, we saw that a little bit with Norwich after we conceded against Reading. How that affected us against Wigan. Mm. I think there might be a little bit of that. So I wouldn't guarantee them three points in that I game. Guess what what we would maybe say of Forest, we were also likely to say of Sheffield Wednesday because they're both in pretty similar positions. And of course, so. Sheffield Wednesday's two biggest rivals are Leeds and Sheffield United. I mean, does that come into it at all? Or am I, I was being hoping so. I was hoping so. Maybe if they go behind I mean, and the fans I mean, the way won't, the won't get. Just actually go Sheffield Wednesday we'll know roughly on whether they've got an outside chance yeah, of the playoffs exactly or not an outside chance of the playoffs. Yes, if Bristol City win, they'll be nine points ahead of Sheffield Wednesday, which is really too much. No, no, that is a really good point. Um, Steve, obviously your last job was with, was with Ipswich, so I've got to ask you about it. I mean, it seems to me like it has been terrible under Paul Lambert, yet the fans seem to have really embraced it, and, and they actually seem quite optimistic about what's going to happen next year, even though they've been relegated. Paul's been very smart there. Uh, when he heard one cheer, it was like, well, he's lit the fire. And they're on his side at the moment, but we all know hey, how long for. I mean, is it as straightforward as giving him a, a chance next year? Or are they actually going to need to invest? They're going to need to invest in a bit, aren't they, Sean? I, I think if they change the manager now, then they are laughing stock because I don't know how many they've changed in the last 10 years. It's unbelievable. You know, and. Uh, Oh, I don't know. I think he'd be there to start the season. I don't, I don't Unless buy he gets Paul a Lambert. great offer. Yeah. I don't buy Paul Lambert. No, no one buys Paul Lambert, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, I don't buy Paul Lambert. Paul Lambert is saying absolutely bizarre things just to keep the, the fans on his side. And and to be fair, the fans have, most fans have now started to think, actually, hold on a minute, we've just been robbed here five weeks. This, um, uh, someone, I'm trying to think, the newspaper went into a big debt for him and... I think it's something ridiculous. Like he's only won about nine games in such a long time. Yeah. His record post Norwich, certainly post Villa. I don't know what it is, I've but always, I don't think it'd be I've very comparable. Said, I've always said things ever since he's left Norwich, and he's moved throughout his wherever he's gone. Norwich actually made him money because wherever he's gone, he's gone for bigger money than what he was. I mean, Stoke, it was a letdown. I mean, Blackburn, he was not promised anything, and wherever he's gone. He's never succeeded since he left here, and he—I think he's—I'm not going to be rude, but I just think his boots got too big for him. Uh, maybe I, certainly his job choices have probably been questionable. <laughs> I would certainly level that at him. Um, and the, the thing I suppose, Steve, it all comes down to Mick McCarthy. Does in in a way, you know, it, Paul Hurst tried to change too much, and I just wonder 
was it, there probably wasn't any way Mick could have stayed, was there? I, no, well, I think now you're going into another era. It never used to be like it, but now the crowd have a big factor whether the manager stays or not. No way Mick was going to stay. He wanted to, but the crowd were going the dead opposite what they're doing with Paul Lambert. Yeah. And he was winning games. You, you were at the evening when we had the quiz evening earlier in the season with Terry Butcher at Carroll Road. You weren't, what, did you come to that evening? No. There was a question asked from the Q and A. There was a there was a quiz between Norwich, uh, Grant Holt, and oh, yeah, the fan social club. And Terry Butcher was asked a question. Says, "What would you take out of Norwich City to improve Ipswich?" He said, "Everything." <laughs> and then that's coming from Terry Butcher. So you know, people listen to Terry Butcher. Uh, brilliant stuff. Uh, let's have a look at some more of your messages. If I can uh, sort myself out just here. Remember, we want your. Um, your Easter predictions of course we've got two big games coming up uh, the Unthanked Kitchen has asked on Twitter will Todd Cantwell sign a new contract which of course is one of the discussion points he is officially out of contract come the summer but um, Norwich have an option so he certainly won't be leaving for free um, come uh, come that time they, the club will take the option up it's just a question what happens after that but it is I always try it struck me as Reasonably interesting that Todd hasn't signed a new deal when so many of the other youngsters have. Um, if I can just have a quick look on YouTube. I'm getting there. I'm slowing down on this. Well, I can't see on YouTube. That's not working. So there we go. Um, and let's have a quick look on Periscope, he says. I don't normally tee it up because I'm not sure if we've got how many messages we've got. Uh, let's have a look. Here we go. Ben, Robert, I'm confident Farker will be pressured into going on a horse again. Of course, which may well, <laughs> which would be due. Well, I guess Blackburn might be the only chance. Um, so we, we will see. Uh, ben Dixon, Branchich in McLean's role and McLean in Emmy's place. Um, so there we go, that's a big question mark. And uh, 44L, well, we are all behind you from Rochester, New York, USA. Thank you um, very kindly. Um, just trying to see if I can get. I can't, uh, YouTube's uh, throwing lots of messages up at me. It's not very helpful, is it, Steve? Well, What's going on? I know, there we go. I'm let down by Tenobi. Keep your messages coming in and I'll figure out a way of being able to uh, to uh, look at them, which would be uh, a little bit more helpful than the current page that's on. Thank you, Dan. Well done. Well done, Dan. Thank you very much. Um, uh, well, yeah, VAR was a shambles was the last one, I think. Uh, Sophie Lini, my Wednesday supporting friends think they won't make the cut and wouldn't mind it if we won on Friday, given it would be bad news for the Blades. Do the panel think we will get back to winning ways? Yes, I do. Hesitance? Yeah, I'm slightly hesitant, but I do. I do think that um, we'll turn in a better performance against than we did against Wigan, um, and I think that will be enough. Simply put, I like it. I, I, I'm actually agreed. I think, yeah, I think, I think we'll win three-one. Three-one. And I think that potentially we, yeah, we'll get promotion on that day. On the day. Oh, good Friday. Wow. Oh, I've got a point on that. Ooh. No, I, I definitely think they win. Definitely. Yes, I love it. Um, Andy White, Paul Lambert should be given the freedom of the city for what he has done for us and what he's done to them. <laughs> nice. Uh, John Siege, has Emmy's absence highlighted the need for more attacking reinforcements next year? Well, as uh, Steve Foley said at the start, they're going to need them anyway. Um, but yeah, Norwich haven't won a league game without Emmy Buendia. That's all I'm saying. I wrote that in, ja I wrote that in January. <laughs> I'm not saying it again. No, no, I'm not no, saying it. No, um, brilliant stuff and um, Ted Silwood hello there Ted as an ex-coach why do you think Steve we don't leave someone up the pitch when defending a corner they would have to leave two at the back with him why don't Norwich do it funnily enough if you remember Mike Walker that was one of his things uh, everyone come back uh, why do you leave space in the box by keeping everyone up there that, that was his thing yeah he wanted everyone back so now, defend, defend the corner don't worry about breaking talking of corners how many people are now on the post you hardly ever see near post, near post defending. Solo market, isn't it? Yeah, Solo market. I mean, I was thinking about Wigan because they had everyone in the box for a corner and I was just thinking, oh, oh no, it was Reading, sorry. Everyone really bad, most of the game, <laughs> but especially for a corner. And I just remember Leicester when they won the, when they won the Premier League title. At Carroll Road, they had three players on the halfway line when, they, when Norwich had a corner. Yeah, Brentford did that as well a couple of seasons ago under Warburton as well. And I remember thinking that was absolutely revolutionary at the time. The, the other thing about corners that we don't do is we don't defend the edge of the box. Uh, we had a real problem with it around Christmas time I think we've mm. kind of got over so it now but so the balls <laughs> kept coming out to the edge of the box and players would get a shot in so but we to be fair we haven't conceded many is, see, lately. With, with zonal marking when you go for zonal marking you, you're in you're in a position where 
like you say, the ball goes out to the 18 yard box, yeah. but everyone's already crammed in, in the middle. Yeah. I'm not having any issue with zonal marking. I'm not. There is nothing wrong with zonal marking, but fuck, I sort it all out. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, so, um, sadly, we were late because I was trying to put this together, but it is Daniel Farker's 100th game in charge of Norwich City on Friday. You knew that anyway because you know all these things, don't you? Yes. Um, so, um, there is a video on the way. Catch it later. Um, and. Um, Fair play to Daniel Parker for being awesome and going to Banham Zoo. Uh, right, instead, uh, shall we have a bit of this, Dan? Yes, it's Flip the Bird, the game that rivals poetry and motion, almost. Um, last time out, Scott Howie picked up an excellent seven while Nick O'Brien dug out a debut three. Tonight, Steve Foley makes his first appearance of the season, bidding to better his five of last term, although you haven't had a chance to practice, Steve, so I'm quite conscious of that. Uh, Dave, you're a late introduction, so um, I don't know what you got. What did you get last year? Seven? I can check it, so don't lie. Five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you too well. Um, uh, so you got to beat your five. And Steve, uh, you were a seven. No, you were a three. Sorry, Steve. You were, you were a three. You haven't got a lot of room. Wesley, Wesley, Wesley Moulihan will just... There you go. Um, you've got three, so that's what you've got to beat. Yeah. Just like that. There's no pressure, Steve. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. Just one yeah, one will do yeah. for now. Take it. Um, so we'll see how these guys get on. Steve, your, your, score was, your score was pretty good last time, so don't you worry about that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're ready, Dan. We'll count it. I'll do some commentary. Go on, then. Three, two, one, go. Away we go. Come on, Dave. Dave's just completely far too relaxed there. Um, yeah, go on. Just do a pile, pile. Don't forget it's a pile, not one at a time. Uh, Steve's just motoring along around the background. I'm letting it go. Oh, um, Dave's chipping them on. Uh, I'm going to try and keep an eye on you all because um, it's a little bit scratchy. <laughs> I, I think we need to um, uh, tighten up the rules here. But uh, there we go. Um, there's a lot of banging going on. but um, And I'm a bit worried about Dave's pint. Um, and that's almost half a minute for what was the sketchiest game of Flip the Bird we have ever seen. It, I mean, that was a bit like Norwich City's performance <laughs> on Sunday, I've got to be honest. No one could be bothered. Uh, Steve, what are you claiming? Three. How I've many did you get, Dave? I've got four. You got four? Three. Three. And three, and you got three. Very dodgy three. Well, dodgy three. I think one was a dodgy two, three, and four. If we, if we put a highlights package out of that, no one will watch it. So I think fair play. We'll, we'll put it to bed. It's time entertainment, isn't it, really? If only could just roll them into a Tampa Bay outside. Um, in that case, should we just run the sting again, Dan? <laughs> put us out of our misery. Fantastic leap, Dan. What, what a nut stuff. Um, uh, Steve, uh, we just have like, we got the guys in, so it's nice to have a quick chat with them. Um, Steve, how's retirement been? Uh, retirement? Are we calling it retirement? Well, it is semi-retirement. I must admit, I, but since I've actually decided that, the phone got crazy. It's like, but I don't want it, please. You know, I'll coach, but when I want to coach, I've, I've done it for fifty years or whatever. So. Yeah, I'm lucky to be there. I've really enjoyed it. And before you asked, yes, Norwich was the best one. Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> of course it was, we knew that. Um, and the grandkids, you're getting yeah, to spend time with the grandkids. Yeah, love it, love it. I could spend every day with him. How, how, fond, are your mem- I mean, how fond are your memories of, of your time at Norwich? Is it, are there moments that really stick out for you? Well, you know, obviously we got promotion, so you're going to say, yeah, yeah, I love that. But even uh, the experience of uh, uh, the playoff final when we failed you know it's such a it's an awful feeling you know it's all your dreams of playing at the big grounds and everything had gone and poor old uh, I think it was Daryl Such uh, missed it but he wasn't even down to play and that's what I'm saying about pressure during a week everyone's scoring like come the day thank you it's going to cost 10 million pounds you know Suchy took it missed it and gets murdered for it you know Twitter um, it was a good job there wasn't much Twitter in that day because I, I dread to think how, how Daryl Sutch would have it's a good thing that It's a good thing that Pookie scored last weekend because he's now got his mojo back and he, it, I don't personally think that he would have scored that goal against Wigan a fortnight ago. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think about the VAR? Uh, sorry, Martin. I can remember when they first said any of that penalty. <laughs> 
Yeah. What the hell's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> it's fights every time. Well, I don't know what game it was. I'd, it was I'd a look game at that on. more than anything yeah. else. Well, when you were playing, I'm sure it was ridiculously more robust than it is now. Well, yeah, it was elbows. <laughs> <laughs> I think some youth teams still teach the dark arts of pinching behind the sign, but we'll leave that for a debate for another day. Um, brilliant. As, thank you so much for making the effort to come yeah. up, Steve. We do really appreciate it. Um, Dave, thank you for stepping in as well. That's always good. Um, in ter- now, I think there's one thing you want to flag up because, of course, you've got the big Canary Ball rally coming up, but also you're still raising money. So this is your moment. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we're um, we're in the middle at the moment of raising money for the CSF on a Canary Ball rally, um, which I do believe. Are you are you are you doing it? Are you fishing? That is the plan. Yeah, you're doing it well. Great that you're on board. What um, actually is it? Sorry, we're, we're doing a rally from uh, from Norwich, the Nest, right. at the CSF. We're going from there to uh, Arnhem to Munich and then to Milan in five days raising money there's 20 cars as far as I'm aware at the moment we're raising £100,000 minimum for the CSF to get their fundraising up which for the 9.5 million we've got loads of adventures going on the CSF tomorrow night uh, we've got a fans forum event which is open to anybody so anybody who's on here now and wants to come and come and see players or perhaps potentially I don't think there will be but There'll be people from the board there tomorrow. Um, come down as a social, it's free. Uh, we're doing play cards right with Anita, Anita uh, Byrne, Lorraine Taylor, Dave Coleman, who's actually just popped in, believe it or not, and myself. We're in the car, which is called Team Pookie. You can get Team Pookie on Twitter, which is Team Pookie, or All In Dave One, or Anita, um, whoever, or just get a hold of Michael, and I'm sure Michael will push you in the right direction. Who, me? Me, Michael. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will. Why not? <laughs> of course, of course, I will. Of course. And there might be another plug of the social media, uh, social evening coming up in a moment. So don't worry about that. Uh, Steve, um, we first outed you on the show, on this show yes, as uh, NCFC numbers. It was yeah. going very well then. Are you uh, are you surprised yet with how well it's gone since? Oh, really? Surprised. I mean, it's, it'll all be worth this when Steve becomes prime minister because Twitter's going to be abolished anyway. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. In, in terms of uh, I'd vote for that. Yeah. <laughs> I've picked the perfect season to do it, haven't I? I mean, it, in terms of in terms of the way we played, the number of goals we scored, the results. Uh, yeah, if I'd done it last season, it would have been anywhere near <laughs> as successful. That, that goes without saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't be on here. I'd have given <laughs> it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, but no, I am very surprised, and um, you know, people seem to like it. Um, I get lots of questions. I hope they keep coming in, and yeah, I'm still still enjoying it. Still seems to be still seems to be getting likes and retweets and what have you. So yeah. I'll keep at it. Brilliant. Uh, the handle is uh, on Twitter is at NCFC Numbers. Uh, that's my pleasure. <laughs> um, now you had modest ambitions last time. Of I'm just going to keep doing it. Uh, has the success since made you think, oh, I might fancy doing other things, things in the pipeline? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know if I want to go and uh, commit to anything um, when there might be people watching now. <laughs> There's no one watching. No one watching. No one watching. <laughs> I don't know. Should I? Should I? Well. I won't give any exclusives, but yeah, there'll, uh, there'll definitely be more stuff. I think it won't just be tweeting. I'd, li- I'd like to do more, you know. I, I enjoy doing stuff like this, so um, I'll stay quite coy about it. But yeah, I, there will be more from me. Okay. Available for videos and whatnot. Yeah. And um, we might be able to do something with the Pinkin at the end of the season. Maybe that would be quite nice. We might be. Was that, uh, was that you leading on to me? Talking no, no, no. About they, that? that was separate. It was separate. <laughs> I completely I missed that. Well. Missed that cue. No, no, no. They sorry. were separate things. <laughs> Double plugs coming in. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just watch this space for end of the season, yeah, as well as all the other things that Steve has planned for next year and the future. Watch this space is what I should have said exactly. in a yeah, nutshell, yeah. It's all good. Uh, brilliant stuff. Well, uh, thank you all for coming in. We really appreciate it, gents. Uh, Norwich City Noticeboard time, if I may. Uh, just the one reminder tonight, although Dave's done a pretty good job of flagging it up already. Uh, Norwich City Fan Social Club tomorrow. They hold its end of season social night. As I said, that's tomorrow, Thursday, April the 18th, 7.30pm in the top of the city which is via the South Stand entrance. Entry is free and it's a cracking night to share among fellow city supporters. There's also the chance to visit uh, Jacob Bowles on the Stall City, uh, which is also back on Norwich Market as well this week, I think, and for, for a little while. So make sure you go along to that. Uh, go along to his uh, to Jacob's um, on the Bulls, on the Stall City, but also uh, the Norwich City Fan Social Club evening, which is tomorrow uh, night. And if there are any tweets, stories, events or groups, right. play your cards right with Dave. You've already done that, Dave. It's all right. Um, <laughs> And all that stuff that Dave said earlier. Uh, if you've got any tweets, stories, events, or groups of a canary's nature that you want to flag up uh, here on the Pink and Show's Norris City Notice Board, let us know via all the usual social media channels or once again with an email to thepinkin at archant.co.uk. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, uh, without counting any chickens, 
and in no way related to any current situations. Producer Tony and I thought it would be good to have a look over City's past promotions and where they happened, you know, just because. Well, uh, it is still funny to think Norwich have been promoted more times at Fratton Park than at Carrow Road, but there we go. Um, I'm not possibly going to comment on what we do with that video from here. Um, what happens with the end of it, we will, <laughs> we will, we will see. Uh, we've got some more messages here. So, Sophie Lenny liked the brilliant montage, she called it. Tony can take the credit for that one. Um, Neil Luther, people only moan when zonal marking doesn't work. Yes, Neil, yes, you're a man after my own heart. Um, Thomas Saunders can't see Todd leaving. Where would he go? That's sort of a backhanded compliment, really. Um, a bit harsh. Uh, Katie Lee, I'd have been starting with McLean in Buendia's position and Vrancic Leitner in midfield. We'll have that debate in a moment uh, as well. Uh, and James L, I think it is, looking forward to travelling over from Germany with my daughter tomorrow to take in the weekend's games. It's been six months of planning. Couldn't have imagined back then that we'd be where we are now. Unbelievable timing, James. Make sure you get in contact with us, thepinkin at archant.co.uk. Drop us an email and we'll try and uh, get uh, in contact with you over at Carrow Road on Friday. And um, you can come and have a chat with you, hopefully, uh, given, you know, you're from the land where all this has come from. <laughs> we'll take it. Um, brilliant stuff. OK, so uh, it is just four games to go and two of them come in the next five days. Sheffield Wednesday have been far improved under Steve Bruce, although they were kind of battered a bit against Leeds. So... Um, and Norwich smashed them at Hillsborough, so it'll be really interesting what Norwich get, I suppose. Yeah, it will be. I think it, it feels a little bit like we might be playing them at the right time in terms of Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Bruce obviously had the initial bounce, and then they just seemed to have slipped up a couple of times. Um, interesting thing about Steve Bruce, he's lost his last seven at Carrow Road, and uh, oh, managing Birmingham, Sunderland, Hull and Villa. So it'd be eight in a row, which would be quite incredible. Probably didn't lose that many more when he was playing it, to be honest. You um, could take the Norwich City captain out of Norwich for you. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's obviously still he obviously still likes I don't know giving us three points here. Yeah, I, th I think they will be better. And you look at the front two, Fletcher and Hooper, and think, oh yeah, actually that's quite a decent strike force. Well, money has brought them playoff finals and chances, yeah. hasn't it? But it's not really brought them success. And they were going to have to row back a bit on that last year. But I, I just wonder next season, Jordan Rhodes, in all likelihood, is probably going to go back there, I would imagine, and, and play. And there's probably still that little bit of a budget to push it. person that we've got to watch out for, haven't we? Mr Hooper. Mm. 
scratching your chin. Your chin. Yeah, I know. It's always something that comes back to haunt you sometimes, and he's the man. But I still think three-one. But he'll score. Well, we've had, we've had three. Uh, sorry to do the whole nerdy thing, but no, we've had. Three, that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. I'll just play up to my stereotype. We've had three uh, ex-strikers score against us: Graben, Bamford, and oh, give me the third on Martin. And they've all and they've all scored in defeats for yes. the other team. So, so that's why I said three-one. So but who will score? Four. Okay. Along come Norwich, uh, as some would say. And Stoke have kind of proven Stoke on Easter Monday, of course. They've kind of proven how hard it is when you get relegated, haven't they? Because they've been nowhere near it all season. No, no. I mean, I don't, I don't, don't know what's going on on the inside, but it is hard. No disrespect. Look at us. You know, we went up straight back down. Get voted coach of the year next year. You're Wally of the year. You know. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, no. That doesn't come back to bite us because it's still with the Stoke. With the Stoke, that's, a, that's an interesting one because I, I was listening to an article on the radio the other day, and to make sure that they didn't get themselves in a position of going down because they knew they weren't going to be in any position, they've just parked the bus, and they, they've got had more draws in the in the championship than I think any other any other team have had. I think they were on the verge of going about eight years without conceding a goal yeah, yeah. at one point. So, um, okay, well we we always ask the question. Who's, who would you play if it was your choice? Um, we've only got your 11, Steve, so I'm going to go off this. But there is actually you know, an excitement about this because normally it's just, well, pick the same side, but um, you have opted to make a change. I have, and obviously I had a robust defence of Todd earlier, but... Um, you ditched I, him, haven't you? I've you ditched, ditched him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been stitched up here, you know? Um, I, I think... I think the time has come for Mario for me. Um, I, I know people are talking about moving McLean out there, as somebody actually messaged you to say. I think he'll stick with McLean in that role. Uh, McLean's played every minute in that role in the last 10 games. So I don't think he's going to change that. But I do think Vrancic, when he came on against Wigan, we were noticeably better, and I thought he was a big part of that. That's not his natural role, but then it's not actually Todd's either. So I think I'd go with him there, and otherwise it picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, he has played a lot there. He's been played a lot there last season, and Mario's been very good for a period of time. I mean, I think Norwich scored twice uh, within five minutes of Mario coming on the pitch in the last two games, which someone tweeted me. I can't claim credit for that. I can't remember who it was. Apologies for that. Uh, Dave, what would you do? I, I would go the same, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I've, again, I've, I've brought him up. Brought Campwell up. I mean, he's he's a fantastic young lad, but we just need to get over the line. And I, I think his time will come with this football club, uh, as long as he signs a new contract, of course. But I just feel as if I thought he was unlucky to be dropped in the first place, Fancic, um, and I think he deserves to just step up and just get us over the line. And then I think Todd can play in the next remaining games, but just just get us over the line. That's, I suppose, the interesting thing because all the rest of the season it's been, you know, give the youngsters the time to blood and time to develop. And you have to say, if, if Todd plays against Sheffield Wednesday, Emmy Buendia is back for the game on, against Stoke. So it's a tough call, isn't it? Yeah, it's the pressure. The manager will feel it. Obviously, now he's thinking, yeah, I've got a young boy. Do I put the experienced one in? And everyone's saying they're going to do it. And what if he doesn't, you know? But does he go back with a kid? There's oh. oh, loads of things go through the mind. He hasn't made an unenforced change since February, Farker. The only change he's made in that time is to is when Buendia got suspended. So there's every chance he could go with Campbell again. And to be honest, I wouldn't be that disappointed to see him in there again. No, I, 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 w- I wouldn't be disappointed to see him and, and shoot me down Twitter if you like. But I, I would I would like to see him keep, stay in the side. Yeah. But I just feel now with what we've seen from what Mario can do, maybe just go with it. But with Campwell, you've also got Mario that can come on and put an influence in like we have, but you don't really want to be 1-0 down again like we have been in numerous games just to try and get the game and back. Campbell can go be and a get the job from done. the bench, can't he, if we need go, him to. Go and, get the job, go and get the job done. Get the job done is what everyone is getting twitchy about. Um, Neil Austin's been in touch on Periscope. Two more points, I think, uh, would mean we've got more points this season than Ipswich this and last season combined apparently so that is quite the stat Neil um, fair play uh, we'll keep an eye on that one Steve you're not that one over for a tweet later um, okay right, we'll wrap this up now uh, two games coming up we need a key man and predictions Steve um, what do you think is going to happen over these two games Fox in a box yeah Fox in a box he's a boy Pookie yeah he'll get us over 
I'd go the other way. I think someone that maybe could do with improving a little bit. Maybe Onel hasn't been quite at the top level for the last couple of games. Bit of an improvement from him, him and I think it'll be all right. Which is uh, weird because against Middlesbrough, he was bang on it. It's so funny how form goes, isn't it? Um, OK, predictions. How many points have these two games? Norwich going to do it, Steve? Oh, they'll do it. No problem. Uh, let's, so you've got four games, four, six points. I'll go four and job done. Yeah, I'm going to go the same as day. Four and job done. Job done. Brilliant stuff. We're going up. That's sorted. And why not throw in the title? Let's just be done with it. Uh, that is it for this week's Pink and Show. Remember, you can catch up with tonight's edition and all our superb Norris City coverage across all our platforms, including the Pink and app. But first and foremost, pinkan.com. And the show is also available as a podcast. For details and to subscribe, just visit pinkan.com slash podcast. Uh, I will be at Carrow Road and the Bet365, I think that's what it's called, stadium, uh, over the Easter weekend alongside Paddy Davitt and David Freezer. So make sure you check out our big build-up Team News Live and behind-the-scenes coverage, reaction and analysis. And if you see any of us around, please say hello. Uh, we will return next Wednesday for a Capital Canary special. We will be in London at the Old Re- yes, Steve, at the old Red Lion in Angel, the uh, place of all Norwich City Live games, um, from about 6.30. We might, I know we're normally late anyway, but we might actually broadcast slightly later. We're not sure. But from around 6. <clears throat> excuse me. So if you're watching this from your London abode and you've wanted to join us live, next week is the week, the old Red Lion in Angel, from about 6pm-ish. We will see you there. Uh, in the meantime, a big thank you to our guests tonight, uh, to Steve Foley, Steve Sanders and Dave Powell. Gents, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Pleasure. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. For um, to the Wallpack for being our host, of course. Uh, to the crew, that is Director Dan, Sterling Job as always. And of course, he doesn't even bother booing Ipswich now, by the way, you'll notice. Uh, and of course, to you guys and girls for watching and getting involved. Uh, until next time, here's to Jitters being a word that makes us laugh rather than grimace. Two games to paint the world yellow and green. Here's to seeing it happen. Good night. <laughs>